0: i I'm on location at the Ewing Diner uh, in Ewing Township, New Jersey. And I'm with Trey, Trayton, but Trey Douglas Miller, um, who is in town um, from Utah. Uh, first of all, condolences to uh, you and your family. Thank on, you. Yeah, I'm doing good for you. Thank you. Um, on, the, on the transitioning of your grandmother. I wish we were meeting under better circumstances, but sometimes things like this happen that bring us together. So uh, thank you for a couple of minutes of your time. Um, so first of all, what was your trip like coming back
1: east? Um, It was good. There was uh, a delay at the Salt Lake Airport. It took about two hours. So I left at 1 o'clock Salt Lake time, which is 3 o'clock here. And then they thought because of, the, <clears throat> of the delay, I would be in Boston until 5 p.m. It's like a 10-hour layover there. <laughs> but yeah. Thankfully, I was able to make it to the that one, so I came in right on time at 8 o'clock. Got in Philly about 10 o'clock here, so mm-hmm. a lot better than 5 p.m. I've been, I would have sucked.
0: <laughs> so, um, you know, um, we've, we've been talking a bit, and um, <coughs> you made it clear that when people ask you where you're from, you say you're from New Jersey. So oh, why yeah. don't you just share a bit about that?
1: Um, basically... My philosophy is, it doesn't matter where you're born. I was born in Utah, but I moved out here when I was about four, or five. Those are my first memories of life, is being out here, being in Trenton, Hamilton, that area. So, it's basically wherever your first memories of life are, first people that you remember being in your life, like my grandma that lives here, that's where I'm from. So, whenever anyone asks, I always say I'm from Trenton or... You know, I, I don't, I don't you Utah to be my home.
0: And that's great, and I'm sure that myself and other Trentonians are glad to know that you represent Trenton when you're out and about. Um, um, so you've got. We're going to talk a bit about your your football career and where you are. But when did you realize that you loved the game of football?
1: oh uh, growing up here, we would always play it in the snow. Me and my dad, and then... I really liked it, but I didn't really have a full understanding of what the sport was and what it could all bring. But once it hit about eighth grade, seventh grade, when I really started to love it, because that's when you know, that's when I started really started to play, and my talents would show. And I had a coach, Coach Miller, actually, same last name. He was the first one to tell me that I had potential to play in college, and him saying that just made me love the sport even more. So. Probably around 8th grade is what I would say. As I started to fall in love with it.
0: Now generally, um, there's uh, more more positions that are considered more glamorous or get more attention, and, you know, in uh, football, it's the quarterback. Yeah. Um, was, did you ever have an interest in being a quarterback, or you just always wanted to, to be a running back?
1: Probably always a running back. Yeah. My dad, he was always a quarterback when we played, so I just – basically that put me in the mindset that that position was already taken so I either had to be receiver or running back. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, something, uh, I'm going
0: to transition. I'm going to jump around a little bit but that goes back to what you were saying earlier um, when I was asking you about some of your aspirations. Yeah. And I was saying how like you know years ago if you wanted to play, play professional football you had the NFL
1: uh-huh.
0: and the Canadian Football League, the yeah. CFL. But now there's lots of different options and with the NFL looking to expand into Europe and become more of a global sport. Can you regurgitate that comment yeah. that you made when I asked you if you had any thoughts about what you're going to do if you don't make the NFL?
1: Um basically what I said is that wasn't it's not really an option to me. I always shoot for the highest of the you know, the highest spot. So I never thought about anything other than the NFL or that top spot. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to think about what I would do if I didn't make that, but I don't plan on thinking about that anytime. So <laughs> That's
0: great. Awesome. So as a, a playing at D1 level of football, um, making that transition from high school to D1, just talk about that experience.
1: Oh, so like the the whole experience from... Sure. So basically, uh, high school, it was fun. We won two state championships, uh, lost in our third one, made it to semifinals the next year, but um, coming from high school to college, I had quite a lot of options. At the very beginning, I was talking to, you know, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Stanford, Alabama here and there, uh, basically everyone in the whole entire country. And then once I told him I was going on a mission, which is a two-year LDS mission, I remember I was on the phone with it was the offensive coordinator at Arizona State, <clears throat> and he asked me <coughs> if I was a mission kid, and I told him, yeah. I mean, at this point, we were talking every other day. He had to call me all the time. Once I told him I was a mission kid, he said he'd call me back. If we had a mission program, and I've never heard from him ever again. It was basically like that with everyone, besides you know some schools like Stanford and Utah. Utah schools had mission programs, so that kind of hurt. Not having all those options again had to be like sliced in half. But after I accepted that, um, I've had Utah, Utah State. BYU and a few others like Wyoming and all the academies. I visited Wyoming and Utah state and then once I visited Utah state, I loved it there. The coaches, the the city was cool. It was close to home. It's probably the biggest part for me was being close to home. So, I decided to go there after a mission. And then yeah. <laughs> I listen to it.
0: And uh, for those in the audience um, who who don't know LDS, um, you're a, you're a Mormon. That's yeah. your faith. Let's talk about your faith, like how important that is for you, and then also about your mission sure.
1: uh, So, with my faith, um, basically means everything to me. My belief in God, uh, just it gives me a purpose in life. Why I do what I do who I do it for, God and my family, the two most important things to me, and that's why I play football, that's why really I do anything in life, is to make those two people proud. And, uh, with my mission, um, it was two years, but I ended up only going, I think two or three months, just basically, you know, it's a it was a big lifestyle change for me, it was hard, I battled with anxiety, depression, so. No, just being out there, I wasn't really prepared for it all the way. Because basically, you know, you're in high school, you're living with your family, and then all of a sudden you're in a place you've never met before, with people you never met before, talking to random people on the street that you never met before. Mm-hmm. The whole schedule, everything just changes. So I only ended up going for about three months. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate
0: you being candid um, um, in sharing about... Um, your mental fitness which is something that is becoming more prominent and it's good that there are more people who are speaking out about uh, their their personal experiences and I encourage you to continue to do that Yeah. Um, I also want to ask you do you foresee being able to use your platform as an athlete to talk about anxiety and depression, do you see that as an option?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You know you see a lot of, now, tons of people, rappers, celebrities, uh, politicians, everyone is talking about it and I think it's so important because it is a real real issue that people have and, you know, before you tell someone that you had this and they would tell you, you know, suck it up or just don't worry about it, it'll go away, but for a lot of people it doesn't go away. I think me, through football, like a lot of other players are doing. I can tell them, you know, it doesn't go away or some people do need help, they need treatment. It is a serious problem just because you can't physically see it doesn't mean it's not there.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for that and I encourage you to continue with uh, sharing your personal story Uh and also reaching out to others and uh, sharing your story uh, in hopes that we can change the tide of this uh, culturally, get that stigma off of things. Uh, Let's talk a bit more about your on the field Life. I mean yeah. I've, I've been fortunate enough to be introduced to you by my good friend Kevin Duddy and um, your father went to the same high school I did here in Ewing Township so big up to the Blue Devils but I've been able to see some of your footage um, and your high school footage you look like a man <laughs> among little boys yeah. not a man among boys but a man among little boys let's talk a bit about your your on the field presence your running style, etc. cetera?
1: Uh, in high school, it was, <clears throat> I basically just get the ball and <coughs> get the ball and run. Because you said, like, I was so much bigger than everyone. Linebackers were you know, 5'10", 5'9". I was 6'1", 215", 220. I was so much bigger than everybody. So I would just run over people. I didn't really like to care about how I played the game. I would just play it. But now in college, it's a lot different because now linebackers are 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's taller than me. Everyone weighs more than me now. So I had to switch it up a little bit. I think now I'm more patient. Like if you've ever seen Le'Veon Bell, how patient he is, that's what I try to imitate because, I don't know, just the way he runs, he's my favorite back ever besides Walter Payton. But...
0: Wait a second! Did you just say Walter Payton, the sweetness? Yeah. <laughs> out of out of Chicago. Yeah. All right. So um, so um, I'm gonna go into the weeds a little bit. So, are you a Chicago Bears fan?
1: I am. Yeah. Growing up, Chicago uh, Chicago Bears fan my whole life. My dad was a still a Chicago Bears fan. He ingrained it in me, almost brainwashed me. Sometimes I try to pick a different team, but I always come back to the Bears just because. All uh, right. So. Ingrained in me to be a Bears fan.
0: Okay, all right. So, uh, so now I'm gonna to try to look at this from a, a geographic standpoint. So we got Utah, yeah, Trenton, and the Chicago. So that's kind of like right in the middle. Uh-huh. Is that something that uh, if would that be a, a dream if you were able to be drafted and play for the Chicago Bears?
1: Oh yeah, for sure, Chicago. I thought about that my whole life if I was able to play for Chicago Bears and my dad always says, What if you play for the Packers? or i tease him and say, What if I played for the Packers? and He said I don't know he said something like that would be the only day in his life he would have to wear a split jersey of me and then he would cheer for me but hope the Packers lose or something like that.
0: <laughs> okay, gotcha. One of those games where you have three touchdowns but yeah, and the team wins by a point or something like that. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Um, so when you when you analyze your own running style, I mean, you mentioned Walter Payton, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. When you think about your own running style, um, how would you describe some of your pluses and some of the areas you need to work on?
1: Um, I think a big part, a big plus is how big I am. Even in college, you know, not very many backs are 6'1", 215. Um, So when I do hit people, I move them back, I push the pile, and then how patient I am is another plus. I feel like I can see things before they happen based on body movement of the lineman and their momentum, you know, which way they're going to shed a block, I would go the opposite. Things like that. I feel like I can see the hole open before or what move I need to make before it happens. And then probably a place I need to work on is just getting lower so I can use my size to an advantage. Um, my coaches tell me countless times a day, they tease me about it all the time, I'll need to get lower and just use my body more.
0: Now, we, we're having a meal here, and um, it's easy to, to get caught up in um, breaking dietary habits yeah. when you have breakfast, uh, especially at a New Jersey diner. But um, you had a pretty healthy breakfast here. Um, just talk about the importance of nutrition mm-hmm. and, and some of the different things that you're implementing uh, in your life.
1: Um, I think nutrition is very important because what you put in your body is what you're going to get out. And I think that's super important with sports, how hard it is. You practice in the morning, you practice in the afternoon. You know, you're always running, conditioning. So like, your body needs to be at tip-top shape. Um, our strength coach, Coach that at Utah State emphasizes how important it is that we sleep right, eat right. So, you know, I've cut out things like, or I've tried to, with the pizza here, it was kind of <laughs> hard. Pizza here in <laughs> Jersey's
0: banging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Utah, we don't have that.
1: So it was hard here, but I've tried to cut out um, a lot of fats, a lot of unprocessed foods like, you know, candy bars and cinnamon buns and all that stuff, but... Try to keep it to chicken, fruit, vegetables, just things that you know come naturally to the world. Is what I try to eat instead of all the processed sugars and things like that.
0: Okay. Now you've had uh, a few injuries uh, yeah. in your in your college career. Can you talk about that and then transition to where your health is now?
1: Yeah. So the first injury that happened in college, I didn't. It happened in high school, but I didn't address it until college. I broke my wrist probably my junior year of high school, and it didn't start to really really bug me until I got into college my freshman year. Um, we had got surgery on that in January, uh, this January, my left wrist. And then during, actually before that, let me backtrack a little bit, so that fall camp <laughs> I was coming in I was doing great it was my first fall camp as a freshman um, I was moving up I got I was splitting reps with the starter so I was you know basically starting and I twisted my ankle and I missed the whole rest of fall camp It was three weeks long I missed about two weeks of it so you know I lost that spot it was kind of hard on me. I had a red shirt that year then they broke my red shirt the second game or the sixth game of that. And then, that following January, so this January, I got surgery on my wrist. Then, coming into this fall camp, again, I was doing pretty good. And I got a hip pointer. A guy just put his helmet right on my hip. That took me out for all fall camp again, so I missed the opportunity to move up again, which is kind of hard. And then, once I started playing again, it was the third game of this year against Tennessee Tech and I promised my sister, it was her birthday, I would get a touchdown for her. So uh, I got in, I was at maybe the half yard line, we started driving down the field, and I saw how close we were getting, I was like, I gotta get this touchdown. And they gave me the ball, I saw a big pile, I saw one of my lineman's backs, I just ran into his back and started pushing him. We got in, um, I was happy I got the touchdown for her. And then a few plays later after that, I landed on my left side, and it broke my collarbone. So I had to get surgery on that. And I just barely got cleared about two weeks ago to start practicing again. So that's where I am now. I'm 100% now, but I've had some bumps and bruises, especially in college at this point. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you for uh, sharing that. That That's a really good feel-good story of uh, making a promise to your sister yeah. and then being able to deliver uh, and score a touchdown for her birthday. That's the kind of thing that movies are made of, so, so keep that in mind. Um, what is it that helps you to persevere through some of the challenges that you've had?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of challenges I've had but I think one of the best things that helps me is my faith in God. You know, everything happens for a reason. Um, he knows. Our chaplain says he knows what's happening, why it's happening, and he'll take care of you. And I believe that to be true. You know, I've seen everything happen to me, and you know, I find a reason why it happened. Maybe I need to work harder or. Like some of my injuries, I saw I wasn't working hard enough to get to where I wanted to be, and that put me over the edge to get there. Um, Also my family, how I want to make them proud. And I know if I quit, it's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life, and I don't have the opportunity to give back to them what they gave to me, so.
0: Mm, That's great. And I want to finish up uh, talking about your family. Um, You've got nice familial support. obviously encouragement, Yeah. Um, what does what does that all mean to you?
1: It means everything to me, you know. Like I said previously, God and my family is the reason why I do everything. Uh, they've always been here for me, no matter what my decision was, whether it was a mission or what school to go to, they always supported it, and I thank them for that. And that's basically, like I said, the reason I do anything is for them, so. It means a lot to me to have them.
0: Great. Now, uh, finishing up, there's still some of the season that's left. Um, you do have some eligibility left still uh, yeah. in your uh, college career. And you made it clear that you're shooting for the top. Like you're, You want to play in the big game, big dance. Um, yeah. What do you want to say to those folks who are out there listening who may have not heard of Trey Miller?
1: <laughs> uh, I guess just just stay tuned, you know? I still got a lot of years left. I'm only a redshirt freshman, so I got about three three more years to play, so just watch out.
0: Great. Trey Miller, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for your time. Safe travels back to Utah. I look forward to see what you're going to be doing in the near future.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, You're welcome. Jacques Howard, I'm on location. Ewing Diner in Ewing, New Jersey. Exclusive interview with Trey Miller. He's doing some amazing things on the football field, and uh, stay tuned.